0: Welcome in to the CHGO White Sox podcast coming to you live from Studio B. We are very sorry to Luis Roberts butt cheeks, who says where are we at gentlemen? The Blackhawks are very greedy. They needed two cameras because Nick Felino was on the show. His okay? beautiful
3: face need to be on camera and isolated so they stole ours. That's Herb Lawrence. Hello.
0: You can follow him at actorwall23. I am Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. We're being produced today by Sarah. Hello. Hello. Uh, and then later on In the show, Vinny Duber will join us. He just talked to Max Stassi, and he's talking currently to Pedro Grifol, Uh So we will hear from Vinny after that. You can check out Vinny's latest article at allchgo.com, where he talks about the White Sox zero point zero percent playoff chances. I got some. I got some things to talk to him about with that. Okay. Because um, we we heard from Chris Getz, and Chris Getz was like, "That doesn't matter." And then now we're hearing from the clubhouse that it matters. So what's the deal?
3: I don't know. I think it matters more to the clubhouse than Chris gets like much more because they're playing the games. We'll see. I thought that him being a player,
0: he'd know, you know, he'd know that motivation because Pedro Griffol said, if it doesn't motivate you get, get on out, (laughs) get out of here. Hey, bye Chris. He already fired Chris gets grand opening, grand closing. Who I want to get, get on uh, who I would love if they got on a point. If you know who I would love if they got out of town, who Andrew Benatendi. Uh, we do have some uh, video from Andrew Benatendi. Uh, Andrew talked about his stinky 2023. Uh, yeah, feel free to take a uh, drink of that delicious line Google. Kugel. Uh, we're going to hear from Andrew Benatendi on his stinky 2023 and how he's bulked up, uh, looking buffer, and he's ready to, to go deep. AJ in our Discord, our diehard Discord chat, is saying that he's going to hit 30 home runs. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I I in like five years yeah, total? <laughs> I think Allie followed it up and said uh, maybe 15 to 20. And he said... if and I said if he hits seven, I'll throw a party. I will
3: I will have the biggest party. Didn't in he hit CHG seven last offices. year? No. Or like five? No. He hit something that was. Four. That's it. He hit something. He hit four. I, nope. He got to five. Yeah. He got to don't five. Don't be down downplaying my man's power. Five home runs with an almost broken hand. He's like playing with no hand. That's the funniest thing. I tweeted
0: this out today and I, I, Cody Bellinger just mashed against left-handers. Like, I mean, he's he's obviously hit right-handers before, but he just put up a 164-weighted runs created plus against lefties. It's February, and he's not signed. No. The Cubs are going out and signing Dom Smith and... David Peralta, Ugh. instead of signing Cody Bellinger. Uh, the White Sox rushed, ran, uh, I drove as fast as they could. You know those idiots that speed by you on the highways uh, thinking that uh, life is GTA? Mm-hmm. Like, that was Rick Hunt driving to Andrew Benatendi's house, I'm assuming in Arkansas, to give him that $75 million. Uh, let's hear from Andrew Benatendi, and then we'll hear from Vinny, who's going to be joining us later. Uh, but Andrew Benatendi addressed uh, 2023 and how he hopes that it's going to turn around.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously last year to didn't go as, uh, as planned. Um, but just turn the page and uh, focus on this year and get better each day. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of us have been here for a few days now and um, just getting to know uh, everybody, a lot of new faces. So uh, starting to build that chemistry. It seems to be the message that Pedro's giving you guys, turn the page, let's let really wipe out what happened last year. Is that as easy as it is to just say or, you know, does it take some time to, you know, really try to move on past a tough year for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, just you know, ask any baseball player; you better you have to have a short memory. Um, you know, if you don't, really, you get that shit for a long time. So, um, I think you know, a lot of us are looking to kind of redeem ourselves and, and get back out there and, and prove people wrong.
1: Living up to a long-term contract, almost every guy that we've seen come through Chicago has had trouble that first year. Um, maybe you think it has nothing to do with it, but is there that extra pressure of just saying, "Hey, the expectations are high, and I have to do more than I." Really capable
4: of. No, I don't think for me at all. Um, you know, I think in the end, you know, if say I don't play well, we win. That's all that matters, and, and when you. And no one really questions anything about personal stuff, but uh, you know, for me, obviously, last year wasn't wasn't the best year. Um, dealt with some things throughout the year that uh, may have you know hindered some things, but uh, feeling good now. Looking forward to getting back out there and then winning baseball games.
1: You, you said something at the Boys and Girls Club that was interesting. That is that you know people should should concentrate on that bad clubhouse, but just look at, at yourself and see what what you were all about. You said you did that last year. Is that, is that good advice for everybody? Going forward to just country and you again.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think everybody, you know, in the end has a role in what they do, whether it's in the lineup or on defense. And, um, you know, when you try to do too much, um, not saying that anybody did last year, but just in general, um, you know, you you tend to press and you tend to, you know, it seems that you don't play as well. So just focus on what your goal is and what what you can do to help the team win. And, um, you know, hopefully everybody pulls pulls the rope a little bit on their end. So it's, you know, show up to your job and help win baseball we were talking to him yesterday and uh, he's thinking that he has even another year he said he can go into and play the last year. You've seen him, you played against him a number of years. What was it like playing next to him for, you know, the course of the season? Yeah, it's fun to watch. I mean, he's extremely talented. Um, you know, I think that he's still learning a lot, which is scary because, you know, obviously the year he had last year, um, he's definitely one of the top players in the game, one of the best center fielders by far. And, uh, you know, to, to play next to him, it's definitely fun. He covers a lot of ground out there, so it makes my job a little bit easier
1: You've played on a world championship team. Uh, what does it take as far as everybody pulling on the same line? And uh, what what do you think you can bring to that moment uh, when it's the right time to do
4: it? I think, you know, obviously in the end, it's, like I said, I mean, just doing what you can do to help the team, not trying to do too much, not trying to, you know, do more than you're capable of. I think you know on that team in '18, everybody knew their job um, and executed it. And. You know, obviously I think chemistry goes a lot of, a long way with it and I think we got a lot of new guys in here that um, bring in that mentality and that experience too so I think that'll help a lot and uh, you know just try to get better as a team you already had Gold Glovers you in, in release but you look now at the middle of the infield the catching position how much better is the defensive outlook of this team? You no, know, I think that's definitely been an emphasis um, coming into this year um, you know especially in, in big league games and you give a team an extra out it seems always cash in um, so you know adding guys like that um, is definitely big and I think will help us.
2: You talked a lot at the end of last year about trying to get stronger this offseason. What kind of results are you seeing from, from that work? Yeah, I definitely feel good.
4: Um, you know, add a little bit of weight. I think uh, this was one of the, my best off seasons as far as working out and getting stronger. So, um,
1: you
4: know, we'll see how it translates. Hopefully it does. So, uh, you know, time will tell. <laughs> No, it's big. I mean, obviously, those little nagging injuries, you know, they seem small at the time, but they just linger for a while. And, um, you know, you just got to play through it. And, obviously, you know, the the results probably won't be the same. But, um, you know, just being out there and and grinding through things and um, just showing up and and being in the lineup, I think, goes a long way, um, you know, mentally for a player and then also, you know, the guys around you. So um, that was my focus. Um, But, yeah, definitely feel better this year and uh, looking forward to getting out there.
0: Herb, I thought you made a really great point while we were watching that video that when Vinny asked him a question that he was looking
3: up a lot to Vinny Duber. I mean, we all look up to Vinny Duber, so I understand how that goes, Andrew Benintini. But yeah, it was like Vinny was like on a tour or something. He was like looking up to the sky to Vinny. Goodness gracious, he's not that short. I mean, Andrew Benintini not that short. Or Vinny's like 6'2", and that's not that big. He was like looking... Straight up the ceilings. Like, goddamn, Vinny grew up in Arizona. Maybe had All his that hiking. Off. Maybe he had his shoes off. Yeah, all that hiking is uh-huh. good too. Good uh-huh. for everybody.
0: Uh Yeah, Gold Glover, Andrew Benatendi, is excited to All-star too. bounce back <laughs> defensively. I don't mean to be so crude, but even when he won his Gold Glove, he had a range of negative one, okay. an arm value of negative one, and his arm strength was graded in the 44th percentile. He That's just below average. In every single facet of his defensive game, He was below average, and the people at Rawlings don't know how to vote for the actual award. So you're saying he had a Derek Jeter gold glove season? Yes. Okay. And he had one of them, and I don't
3: know why, because it wasn't like the, you know, Royals of 2021 were the Yankees of the 1990s. Maybe they are just like, okay, left fielder for the Royals, kind of good. And they just forgot, like, oh, Alex Gordon's not there anymore. Uh, Andrew (laughs) Bennett, sounds sounds right. (laughs) Forget it. Give it to him. Hey, I don't know. I, I don't know. I
0: honestly don't know. I mean, there was that one throw that he was in a royal uniform trying to throw somebody out from left field on the White Sox and just couldn't
3: get it to the plate. It was like a ground ball. It was tough. But, hey, I hope he regains some of that form because that form even was better than what last year was. What form? The form you're talking about where he's got the 44 percentile arm range and the range wasn't that great. So get back to that year and then we'll be cooking with gas probably yeah i mean hey uh, his range went from negative one in 2021 to
0: uh, negative 11 in 2023 his yeah. arm value is now a negative four instead of a negative one and his arm strength is at 83.4 uh, and instead of 44 percentile it's 35 percentile oh, but God. he he got juiced he's he's loaded to the gills i mean this man is just lifting weight after weight protein shake after protein shake Seven homers. You said it's easy. He,
3: it should be for any left fielder, any corner outfielder, 10 homers should be like the bottom, the absolute bottom. I don't care who you are. I don't care if your hand was hurting all the damn year. That's inexcusable the year he had last year. He knows it. That's why he's coming in saying, Hey, I had an injury that hampered me. This year will be different. As the state of Missouri says, show me. <laughs> That's a really good point.
0: Yeah. I like that. I I like that. That's a good, uh, that's a good and maybe just slogan for the entire White Sox team. Show me. Just show me. Uh, Yeah, from 2017, this is on pulled balls from Andrew Benatendi. 2017, the average distance, 189. 2018, 129. Uh, 2019, 141. We're going to skip the COVID season because he only saw 230 pitches. Uh, But in 2019, it was 141. 2021, 146. Mm. 2022, 129. Mm. 2023, 115. Mm. It's going in the wrong direction, folks. So, hey, maybe he bounces back and I hope so he is on the list of the 70 people that I'm excited to watch in camp I have ranked it I've put it in order
3: and he's not 70 he's not even 69 okay then he's not even 69. Wow, respect yeah, the respect look at that you got for uh Andrew Benintendi all of a sudden what happened He's 68. (laughs) Um, So he's not that high. He's just not that low. But my guy, Andrew Benatendi. All jokes aside, you know, we're all wanting for Andrew Benatendi to be the actual $75 million guy that the White Sox paid for. But it's seeming like that guy may be never coming. Um, As you've seen, Sean has been pointing out, like the numbers have been declining and not been getting better. I mean, he is still technically in his prime, so he can come back. And if his injury last year was what really was hampering him, Fine I wish that he would hit the 10 home runs I'm going to bet Sean again I lost. My my $100 I lost to him last year Betting that Andrew Benintini would get To the 10 home run plateau Or over he didn't come close he got to 5 So I'm rooting for the guy not only because He's a White Sox but because I need him to justify That money because then Jerry who's still going to be the owner In 20 years from now needs to think About oh I gave money to this guy And he failed And he's going to be like, oh, if I give a big money contract to this guy, he'll fail too, just like Adam Dunn, just like Adam LaRoche, just like Andrew Benintendi. So I need him to live up to that contract and say, okay, we can start giving real money to real players instead of average players who perform below average. Hey, I just don't get it because it's
0: not like they're... They're not usually taking $75 million shots. I just don't understand what made this guy, the guy Uh, I've hopefully expressed over the past, you know, three years uh, or two years. It's felt like forever. Melissa saying, uh, if everyone has, if everyone has a bounce back season, we could be 500. That's sad, man. I don't know about that. If everyone bounces back, if Andrew Benatendi is a 120 OPS plus, okay. if Dylan Cease is on the team for the entire year, okay. and in a second in uh, Cy Young. Yep. Um, if Eric Fetty maybe isn't Korean Cy Young, but, you know, hey, maybe a, an average third starter. Yeah. Chris Flexen's all right. Uh, Mike, If Michael Soroka bounces back and he's top 10 in Cy Young, Aloy's hitting 40 homers, I mean, they could win 90 games. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, if everyone bounces
3: back, they can win 90-plus yep. games. It's just... Not everyone's gonna. Out of the back. thousand times that Pakoda went through their thing, their highest ranking for the White Sox was like eighty-six wins, right? Yeah. So I can see them doing that if all those things come to fruition. Yeah, like you get MVP Luis Aloy hitting the ball out of the field, Mon- Moncada's hitting the ball from both sides of the plate, gloving it, staying healthy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, last year, what were the predictions for the White Sox to make? They were like 81, 83, 84. To make the playoffs? Or how many wins they were supposed to get? Their over-under was like 83, 84? Well, no. From Perkota, it was like 76. Okay. They're still kind of in that same area, sans the starting pitching that they had last year. But if everything goes right with the starting pitcher that they currently have, those guys pitch to the highest levels that they can, like the Fetties, the Flexins, the Michael Kopecks of the world. Yeah, they're going to be much better than just 500. That's in my estimation. Because this this league is not that good. This division's not that good at all. Uh projected for 78
0: wins last year. I can't find the uh t- full 2023 to see their playoff percentages, but uh yeah, 78
3: wins. So, yeah, and, and I think they're more closer to the 78 win team than the 61 win team that they were actually last year. So, that's what I, I think some of that chemistry things that they were doing were really bad last year. And I think this team currently has rid of themselves of the chemistry things. And if they do all the things that they need to, I think they're closer to like 70 wins than the actual 60 wins they won last year.
0: And Sarah, uh, now Melissa asked, what am I drinking? Uh, not because she's like wondering uh, like, oh, what are you drinking? I think she's uh, saying, me saying that if everyone bounces back, they can have 90 wins. I think she's saying that uh, I'm, I'm drunk
1: mm.
0: <laughs> and i'm just having water
1: i was uh, trying so. to do a little little promo for our new yeah, friends i mean it's herb's job to do that right now and i was i was half paying attention i was on my laptop you're, for a
0: second you're all good we'll, if,
3: we'll, we'll, we'll we'll lead in it's a it's a good segue and if you guys are in the comment section you see our guy jim cook he's our sales guy and when he told us that our spear beer sponsor for the year will be and kugel damn near fell off my seat because if you know me I'm a fan of Line and Cuckoo's, especially the Summer Shandy. There's nothing better than hanging out with your friends at a barbecue or wherever you're going to uh, Guaranteed Rate Field, anywhere you go, and having a Lakeside Cherry or Summer Shandy or regular Line and Cuckoo Lager or Line and Cuckoo Light. Those are some delicious beers, and Line and Cuckoo has been hooked up with us for this whole year. So I know you're saying, Herb, Summer Shandy is only a seasonal beer. I can only get that during the summer months. I got you, I got you, but they, of course, I said they got Lakeside Cherry, which I'm drinking right now with a mix of cherries and deliciousness. It goes by well. Like, uh, does it say that on the can? It says that Rose Leinenkugel mortgaged her house to save the to save it. Yeah, but does it say cherry and deliciousness? Or no, I made up the color. deliciousness. Yeah, you it's, got rose, a- it's got rose. It's got rose colored beer as an homage to Rose Leinenkugel. Oh, you could become a copywriter though. I like you. Really sold me on the deliciousness. Part. And it's got juicy pear. Berry Weiss, if you guys know Lion & you know the, the Weiss is out there. Berry Weiss, Honey Weiss, which is made from real Wisconsin honey, if you guys didn't know that. So you know it's good. And if you tried any of their beers, you know that Lion & breathing brings the flavor whatever the occasion you are celebrating. For under 100 yeah, uh, seriously. Three, two, one. For over 150 years, Leinenkugel has combined German brewing traditions with Wisconsin innovation. You don't have to pick just one. Leinenkugel's popular variety packs come with four varieties for you to try and to enjoy. Flavor is life's simple moment with Leinenkugel's. Official craft beer of the Chicago White Sox, our team that we're covering here. Go to liney.com slash C-H-G-O to find delivery options near you. That's L-E-I-N-I-E dot com slash c h g o or just pick up line and kugels anywhere you can find beer line and kugels flavor flavor the moment it doesn't say savor the moment It says flavor the moment celebrate responsibly jacob line and kugel brewing company chippewa falls wisconsin thank you very much herb and we also want to let you know about our friends over at
0: empire today herb just took a sip we'll take one second you let him have a deep breath Five eight eight two three hundred. Empire today. Uh, with Empire today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Mm-hmm. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So of course they have copycats, but Empire cannot be beaten on their quality service. St- And speed, so competitors advertise low-quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in yours, and Empire keeps shopping for floors. Simple, with a curated product selection. What do you know about floors, right? Are you working for Empire? I know know nothing about floors. Right. Are are you the layman? Are you an expert in flooring? No, Empire is. Let them curate this selection. Let them tell you what's good. Check out what's good with their virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. So schedule a free in-home estimate today with the professionals over at Empire. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. Again, all listeners can receive a $350 off discount when you use the promo code uh, CHGO over at EmpireToday.com slash CHGO. All right. I okay, got Kevin Malloy. Good to see you again. It has been a minute. Howdy. Um And what's up, Matthew Cortese? How you doing, friend? Um We got Vinny to join soon. Yep. So, you know, stay tuned. Vinny's going to join us. We're going to talk about the 0.0% projections from Fangraphs because... Vinny wrote about that today. You could check that out at lchgo.com. I'm a little perplexed though. Okay. Um, When Chris gets said that they weren't worried about the projections, but it does seem again that they're worried about projections and, you know, a- Andrew Benatendi there had a little bit more of a milder take. It's just, you know, it doesn't matter what my numbers are. We're looking for wins. If that was maybe more of the team direction, we're not looking for stats. We're just looking to play games, be healthy, and go out there and play fast and good defense, right? Like, I don't know. It'd be good if the White Sox didn't have an internet connection. Right? Nikki Lopez follows me on Twitter. Nikki, I love you. Why? Why? He just loves our show. Does he? Yeah. I mean he hasn't liked any of the tweets. You know, I, I think I got I think I got that mute real quick. Respectfully. What, that but he muted saying,
3: you? Yeah, hell, why, why,
0: why wouldn't you mute me?
3: Why would he? You got good baseball information. He's following you for a reason. If he didn't want to follow you, I, I he think he's just... a nice Naperville guy. And also, too,
0: uh, what am I? I'm just tweeting about, I'm just literally bashing his teammate. That's hey, half my timeline. It's hey, just man.
3: Slandering some, Andrew Benatendi. Some of the best people understand that you talking about his team doesn't mean that you're talking about him. He doesn't take it personally. Like if I bash somebody on the Bears, I don't want Bears fans coming to me and taking it personally that I'm bashing the somebody on the Bears. You, And that's what Nikki uh, Lopez is doing. He knows me. I talk about the Royals all the time and that the fact that the White Sox are being the Royals right now on this 2024 team and I asked him when he was on the show like what is the royal way that the White Sox are so enamored with I'm sure he's a fan of your baseball thoughts he loves the local people you probably just couldn't show it while he's a royal or a brave now he's a card carrying member maybe all CHGO diehard member of our show and so he wants to show of support from me and you and I don't know if he follows Vinny but I'm sure he does as he's talking to him down there in Arizona no you're not, not in agreement with me? I love you so much.
0: Why do you not agree there with that? There is no fucking way that Nikki Lopez is a a diehard. We know all the new diehards. Uh, Nikki Lopez has not popped up. And also, shout out to uh, our new diehards, Clark, James, and Kenny. No, Nikki. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I think that maybe. Uh, do we miss yeah. a Nicholas? No, I don't think so. <laughs> he just wants to be incognito. Nicholas Lopez. I'm telling you, the guy answered my DMs pretty quickly, wants to talk to me via the DMs all the time. You're chatting up with Nicky Lopez? Every once in a while, I just, Cutting I, it up? I just want to ask him about things, about Major League Baseball and how players uh, feel about certain situations. Damn. And so I, every once in a while, I'll send him a thing that says, hey, Nicky, sorry to bother you, blah, 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 blah. And like a day later, he'll send me something. It's like, yeah, no, brother. This is it. He's a, he's a very, very personable guy. Now... Will any of that matter if Nicky Lopez is the Nicky Lopez that was mostly up in Kansas City not hitting? I don't think it will. I think people will be like, great guy, but some bitch can't hit. I'll but be I, like that I, here, I, and, and we'll be fair to Nicky. Even though I like the guy personally, I'll be fair to him. If he's not a good player for the White Sox, I'll be bashing him on these airways. Respect, respectfully, of course, because I can't do any of this stuff. Of course. And somebody was just asking me out there. They're like, hey, uh, what would be your dream job? I was like, Major League Baseball player. But once the people start throwing curveballs, I was like, mm, that's out. Um, but so in your dream, you can't hit a curveball? In my life, I can't hit a curveball. No, but they, they said, what's your dream job? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And my dream, Even my, my dream job is that you're supposed to have no, even in my nothing dream, holding you back. I could not hit a curveball, no. Oh, or slider, no. Hell no. Have you ever seen these things like you see these things where Brian Bannister is setting up the cameras right behind the catcher and you see the movement on these pitches? You're like, how do people hit nowadays? And I know people are uh, the codify thing was uh, posted the other day, Sean, where they were showing the averages throughout the years and how the average now in 2023 and 2024 is lower than it has ever been for a while. And I think that's mostly because people are more selling out for power because I think last year 2023 was the fourth largest home run year on hit on the record books. So people are looking more for home runs. So it's more advantageous and patient more to hit for home runs. But I think that uh, baseball is in a healthy spot right now, but I don't even know what I was talking about before that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, power is important. I think power is just very important. For sure. and the but, White Sox
0: have very little well, of it. Yeah. But again, uh, but what they're trying to do is make those gaps up with defense, the defense. And the again, the Diamondbacks, we looked at the hundred lost teams, the Diamondbacks in 2021 lost 110. Uh, and they were at what? Negative 13 outs above average. The Sox last year were at negative 17. Then in 2022, they went to 44 outs above average in 2023, 32 outs above average. Um, and they were able to win 74 games and 84. So, I mean, if the Sox play above average defense and they got good defense at second base, they think they'll have good defense at shortstop, which uh, uh, you think nope. if Yoan's healthy, they'll get good defense from uh, Yohan Moncada. You'll obviously get good defense from Luis Robert Jr. Catcher should be all right with Stassi and Maldonado. I just don't know if, you know, Vaughn, if Fletcher's going to be that great. Um, or obviously our guy, Andrew Benatendi, is going to be able to pull his weight. So if they are able to make that gaps, I mean, I could see the the floor being more like 70 wins and the ceiling being like 80. Again, they might not have the power to, to win those
3: games, but they'll keep them tight. But I'm also worrying about like you get Pedro starting the camp off saying we're going to be more aggressive. We're going to be producing more speed and playing smart like that. They don't have the personnel to do that. Like Nikki can steal a bag. Paul DeYoung can't. Neither can Yoan Mankata, neither can Andrew Vaughn, neither the catchers. Benintendi has, but not really recently. Um, and Luis Robert can, but as we have discussed before, he gets hurt while stealing bases. So I would like to limit him from stealing bases unless he feels 100% and has both those of gloves on to make sure his fingers and wrists are good. And I don't know with Dominic Fletcher, I think that is his thing, right? And he's got medium speed, but he's a little scrappy guy. So he would want to play more first to third I think type his, of baseball. His whole thing is being
0: like uh, Nate McClough remember that Just, I do remember Nate McLeod you know diving for shit and you know <laughs> extra hustle right yeah I think, I think for no reason that's that's the who's the other uh I was gonna call him a head ass hard ass um Eric Burns <laughs> Eric Burns right. Yes. yeah I think he's got an, a little bit of Eric Burns Ugh. uh Ugh. but uh <laughs> shout out to Kali Dub in the chat saying go Sox love from Ireland can't wait to visit in April we love everybody from the homeland uh you know hey uh I
3: can't wait to visit Kali Dub in Ireland I, I what you going? Eventually, we've been planning an Ireland trip forever, but uh, doesn't you sound know, planned. It's you know, on, you know in- she's doing her uh schooling right now, and then we'll do eventually ugh, come on, Collie up. Uh, eventually, <laughs> we'll be doing the <laughs> uh, the bar this summer. So after the bar's done and all that stuff, we'll be in, we'll be out. Out in uh, jolly old
0: Ireland. And just to answer answer Michael's question again, I'm drinking water. I don't... Am I, am I People are, like, off really today?
1: concerned you know, about well, you I'm right now. I'm just drinking water.
0: Uh, can you scroll up uh, a little bit? Uh, AJ did have a comment about one of the things that I said. Um, and just say, what does Chris Getz have to say? Um, and it's basically not what Getz is saying wrong. Like, I'm, I'm fine with what Getz is saying. Like, we're not looking at the projections. We're trying to go beyond projections. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, like, he is... The general manager is yep. trying to push this new direction for the socks. Pedro's supposed to be his guy, and it does seem like Pedro's giving in a little bit more to the projections. Does that matter when you are in a clubhouse day to day? I don't know if it's the wrong thing to look at projections. I don't know if it's the right thing in projections. I know said, you know, cut their internet off. Um, you know, it was a little bit of a joke there. Um, I don't really think that at the end of the day. They're actually going to put it up on the wall and, you know, look at it each and every day and say, you know, we have zero percent chance to make the playoffs. Maybe if they're feeling good in April, May and that they're up a little bit, uh, you know, if they are ever 10 games above 500, then, you know, hey, we'll, we'll scoff and be the puffy chest White Sox. But yeah. um, overall, I just think that is it concerning that Chris gets to say we're not worried about projections and Patrick or saying I'm not looking at it, but we're putting it on the wall and I'm hearing some of the chatter in the clubhouse like Vinny wrote today at LCHO.com.
3: I think it's all right for them to have different opinions because I don't think they're opposed to each other. Um, Yeah, I think that players get motivated because those guys know that they're better than the numbers they produced last year. And so, if the people who are doing the computers, they think Percodas are just some nerds. Like, man, the White Sox are sucking this year. They are terrible. And if it's there, if they need that to get motivated to be better players, whatever it takes. I'm I'm for it. Now, I don't know how much grown men are into rah-rah, especially grown baseball players. You could DM Nicky Lopez and ask him. I could. But... If you need a little, you need everything. As I said before, the Cleveland Indians slash Guardians used it to a 2022 AL Central Championship. Now, they were good. They had good players on the roster, unlike the White Sox, who have players that are kind of good. But, like, again, like... What, can they I had say, J Ram is like a first-year sure great player. Who else was great on that that Cleveland the, team? Up the middle, the up the middle combination was pretty damn good. Jimenez was really good, and Med Rosario. Yeah, but really Jimenez good. was just cheeks the next year. Oh yeah, he was. So cheeks like, the next I'm just year. saying, like, but I they mean, they, just,
0: they got a good year. Like, if everyone has a good year, like, do, are the White Sox that much worse than the 2022 Guardians? Yes, they don't have
3: they don't have a Shane Bieber slash. They got Dylan We've seen Dylan Cease be second in Cy Young. We, we have. We have seen that. But I think Shane Bieber at the end, at that time was at a different level. We don't have a Manuel Classe. We don't have a we Stephen have Brian Shaw. Stop it. We don't have an Eric Stefan at the back end of the thing. We don't have a James Caron check. Like, they had people back there. And, of course, if I mention the Guardians and talking to them opposed to the White Sox, you got to talk about Josh Naylor, that jerk. Always had a great year versus the White Sox. I think the White Sox pretty much set his career off to where it is right now, where he's got that eight RBI game versus the White Sox, almost single-handedly won that game here at Guaranteed Rate in 2022. And then every time he saw the White Sox, he was, it was personal. Imagine if Andrew Vaughn starts shit-talking like Josh Naylor. Hey, Hey. I'm all for it. And... And that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't hurt to try to do something like that because he knows that every little bit helps in a 162 grind. And if you need to know your purpose, you look back up the board, say 0.0, and it just gets in people's minds. And I know that it's kind of hokey with the Ted Lasso type of uh, believe stuff, but, you know, try something different. They didn't do this last year, and they were 61-101. Try the believe thing. Try the 0.0, 0 and just put it on the board. Every yeah, time he walk past, you, hit it.
0: I guess. I mean, it seemed like they tried to have swagger last year with, you know, the whole we're going to go out every night and try to kick your ass and just it fell flat on their face. I don't know. Uh, let's take a break. Vinny's going to be joining us soon. He's getting set up. Want to let you know about our friends over at Ray Chevrolet. Ray Chevrolet is start uh, sharing their best offers all month long with their auto show sales event. Make your way to Ray Chevrolet on Route 12 in Fox Lake to join in on the savings. As one of the top selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories. Plus, you can find the perfect tailgating vehicle at Ray Chevy because they are offering 0% financing for 72 months on new Silverados with a hun- over 100 available. I think Melissa brought up that there's going to be a CHGO tailgate when Andrew Benatendi hits his 7th uh, homer, so we'll call our friends over at Ray Chevrolet, get some of those tailgating vehicles, show them off, bada-bing, we'll have some Charlie the Bacon guy. Uh, and to top it all off, they're pricing over 125 vehicles under 20000 Seriously, pricing cannot get more affordable, so go check out our friends at Ray Chevrolet and everyone loves the word free what's more affordable than free herb Uh, that's why this month you'll get uh, at Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake, a free oil change. Mm. All you have to do is mention CHGO when you schedule your oil change to start off the new year right, and schedule it by February 29th. They're giving you an extra day this year, so take advantage of that free oil change over at Ray Chevrolet. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. They've been serving the community since 1963. Also, want to let you know about our friends over at Circa Sportsbook. I don't think there's there's any Chicago sports to bet on tonight. Nope. Blackhawks are off, and that's why Nick Felino's in the crib. Bulls um, are off until Thursday. Right there on the All-Star break. White Sox and Cubs are not playing until Friday. Hey, you can go place a future right now with our friends over at Circus Sportsbook. They have tight money line splits. Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circus Sports menu, unlike other sportsbooks, which may use minus 115 or minus 120 split. Circa keeps as little money as possible on large market bets like futures and golf tournaments especially compared to other books you do have some golf to bet on I've actually kind of enjoyed betting, uh, betting on golf lately uh, so hey if you're interested in betting uh, maybe check out the golf tournaments that are coming up this weekend uh, but Circa does not limit players based on their winnings every player has the same limits unlike other books who do limit winning players and there are real people behind the Circa brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion unlike other books who use chatbots so today uh, download the Circa Sports Illinois app at CircaSports.com Illinois app that's CircaSports.com dot com slash illinois dash app to sign up today also be on lookout for circa events watch parties and tailgates if you or somebody you know may have a problem with gambling call eight hundred gambler one 800 2537 text gmb to 833-234 visit are you really i heard the jingle and the chime that means that vinnie dubert our chgo white Sox beat writer is about to join us from arizona but before uh, we wrap up the uh, advertisements portion uh, today i got lunch fed to me by charlie the bacon guy mm-hmm. herb had some too sarah had some too uh, the jalapeno garlic.
1: I had three I you. You or had, no, two and a half two and pieces half. of bacon. Technically. I yeah. also
0: had two and a half pieces of bacon. Uh, the jalapeno garlic though. Uh, I had I had the uh, Malort Malort one and then doesn't I taste like the, Malort at all. No, it doesn't. It tastes delicious. And I had the Nashville hot one. Uh, Charlie's based out of Woodridge. He makes craft bacon and bacon jams and over thirty five different flavors. And he is dead on when they don't have those preservatives and all the additives like store bacon does. It is just so fresh. It's so tender it's incredible and the flavors deliver the nashville hot delivered the malort delivered the uh jalapeno bacon jalapeno bacon the the jalapeno garlic one uh uh, that one delivered uh so go check out our friend over at charlie the bacon guy charlie the bacon at charlie the bacon guy on instagram at cz the bacon guy on twitter uh, and at
3: charlie the bacon guy at gmail.com he'll even ship it to you he'll deliver it to you deliver it to me today i got my bacon in the freezer right now gonna take it home after this what'd you order I ordered some raz, uh, raspberry. The chipotle raspberry? I, yeah. And some chili lime and some Maui Wowie. Nice. Well, yeah, he was saying that's like one of the weirder ones.
0: Yeah. It's He said that it's not weed. People think that it's because yeah. it's so a strain. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's just, you know. He's, Delicious bacon. You know, it's, it's, and it's some bacon a, jam, too. And yeah. And it's spicy. I so He brought all the... Uh, what's it called the mixins all the spices the spices and, the and he rubs. mixes up with it yeah insane all right uh my cousin vinny is ready our chgo white Sox beat writer i guess we're doing movie references today with all the animal house stuff uh you could read him at allchgo.com, uh and he wrote about the zero point zero percent chance that the white Sox have uh how are you vinny and we don't have to jump right into your work it's it seems like it's been a busy day
2: yeah, I mean, uh, not quite as busy as yesterday, but uh, we're still running around today. And as you can tell, uh, my hair is atrocious. It's a bad hair day uh, out here in Arizona. Uh, so, w- what what folks are going to want to watch for is the w- interview that I did with Max Stassi today, which we'll be playing once I get back. I mean, it's it's out of control. My hair is blowing all over the place. It's it's horrible. I could I'm like I'm sitting there trying to talk to the guy, and I'm like, my hair looks bad. My hair looks bad. My hair looks bad. <laughs>
1: At least like, the mustache I, still looks good.
2: As always. Yes, well that's thank you that's usually unaffected by wind uh, also don't have to put any product in that but the product that I did have in the hair has melted away and it's just it's just a disaster
3: we're gonna blame it on the headphones.
2: There
0: you go.
3: Still looks good right here. Yeah.
2: I mean,
0: you're
3: fine. It it looks good.
0: Uh, Anyways, uh, (laughs) let's jump into your article today. Uh, We did play Andrew Benatendi, and he said, uh, you know, even though I might harass him on this show every single day about those numbers, he said it doesn't matter as long as the Sox are winning. Um, Does that seem to be the vibe from the hitters and pitchers and catchers that, you know, we're just looking to win and maybe, I I know that, as you wrote today, prove people wrong?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, that's kind of. Standard issue stuff that you hear from from athletes most of the time they do uh, at least at the very bare minimum voice their desire to uh, have the team win above all else and I I don't think we can go back and look at past teams and say that they said anything different but certainly the uh, vibe around camp is you know go out and win so. we're going to see if that's possible. This team is still this team, obviously, but, uh, you know, they, their, their vibe and their, their mission, as I kind of wrote about earlier today, is to, uh, you know, make those computers eat their words. So uh, we're going to we're going to see if it's like I said, we're going to see if it's possible, but uh, that they're using it as bulletin board material uh, has been notable here in the first week or so.
3: Vinny saw you take a couple pictures of uh, BP. I saw Colson Montgomery going against uh, Michael Kopech and uh, uh, is it Johan uh, Mankata versus Alex Spees? Uh, what were the results of these the, uh, bat, uh, battles? I saw some of the some of the uh, footage you sent in, but I don't know if that was the complete uh, footage of the Colson Montgomery uh, Michael Kopek battle that they were having out there.
2: Yeah, so Michael Kopech goes out to, for live batting practice, and I think I videoed all of like the first four at bats. And then the fourth one is Colson Montgomery fourth or fifth one's Colson Montgomery. And I'm like, Oh, people are going to want to see this. Michael Kopech versus Colson Montgomery, a video. it. it was what, like maybe five pitches. I think Colson struck out looking, there's no umpire, but you know, whoever was catching was calling balls and strikes strikes out looking. Okay, fine. Whatever people want to see it. So I start to tweet it. And as soon as I put my head down to look at the thing, I look back up to see the next pitch and Brian Ramos takes Michael Kopech deep kind of inside out a pitch over the uh, right field wall for an hour OPPOSITE FIELD HOME RUN, PROBABLY THE MOST uh, uh, you know uh, IMPRESSIVE THING THAT WE SAW ALL DAY TODAY, AND OF COURSE I WAS BUSY DOING SOMETHING ELSE, SO I'M SORRY I COULD NOT PROVIDE THAT FOOTAGE FOR THE FOLKS, BUT uh, IF I HAD TO SAY WHAT WAS THE HIGHLIGHT OF, I, I MEAN, I THINK PEDRO SAID THAT THEY HAD 17 different live batting practice sessions today. Like I I remember, uh, you know, I remember when we walked into the clubhouse today and they've got it on a sheet, who's all going to pitch. And I'm like, this is a lot of guys. This could go late today kind of thing just because they got to constantly churn. I think they had four fields going with with batting practice. So they had their pitchers going out and doing a lot of work today. Obviously, the hitters were in there as well. Yohan Moncada, uh, you know, banged one off the wall against Alex Spees. I don't know how many, uh, uh, you know, Folks consider that uh, impressive or that's what he's supposed to do or whatever. But uh, there was the other the other extra base hit there, too. I think Zach Remillard knocked knocked a ball off the wall against Kopech at one point, too. So there you go.
3: What did you with Zach Remillard? Oh, well, my
0: guy. Yeah, your guy. The movie continues. Make the Hallmark movie. Sorry, I was getting distracted. I was looking at the Yoan thing, trying to determine if he hit a, a double off of an Alex Spees fastball. Because if he's tuning up like, you know, 95 from Alex Spees hitting a double uh, the opposite way, I'm fine. Let's go, Yohan Mankata. That sounds like a bounce back to me. Um, you talked about the young kids with Colson and Brian Ramos. Has there been any true talk about what their futures have looked like what their 2024s might look like yet or is it just too early they arrived yesterday
2: yeah pretty much I mean I I, you know I obviously the White Sox have a plan I'm sure that if I'm sure that somewhere in a back room somewhere that says up on a whiteboard where they're going to be starting the season and where they expect them to go but um, whether it's you know uh, Chris Getz talking about this being just the very early stages of camp and these guys you know they're not going to put too much pressure on them that kind of thing or Pedro Grafall basically eschewing all roster related questions at the moment and, you know I, I think i had i asked him a ago uh you know about a uh, part of you know something that had to do with lineup construction and i had to make sure that i said like now i'm just talking philosophy you know i don't need you to uh, uh you know i don't need you to make a lineup for tomorrow because i'm sure it's way too early for that but um yeah he basically every time he's asked about what this roster is going to look like or what the you know team might look like in game uh he's basically saying it's way too early so i, I can't imagine it would be anything uh, you know a couple of weeks before he starts uh talking about that stuff a little bit more openly
3: one thing about spring that kind of missed me every year, and I know the White Sox have their injury problems, so I know why they do it, but I don't feel like they get enough reps or enough, uh, especially the batters get enough hits in there in the cages. It seems like kind of they're doing practice where they're supposed to be, you know, tuning up and getting those major league swings that they're trying to do. As Pedro spoke about like trying to get these guys in more of a playing shape because it seems like all these White Sox teams come out of the gate and it just sputters. So I don't know if that's a correlation, but I know also if one of these players got hurt, I'm be on this mic like, what are we doing this on like like uh, Aloy got hurt in the spring training game? Why are we doing this in the uh, games that don't count type of thing? So my complaint is just I want players to play more like they're playing in games to get ready for the games because, as you know, you play how you practice.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Pedro was talking to us about this, you know, early last week when everybody showed up, kind of the idea that, Spring training used to be a thing where you'd come to spring training to do what you just said, right? Get into game shape and, and, and kind of work your way up to that and be ready by opening day. Whereas now the competition is so high and, and the, there's so much expected of these players that they kind of have to show up ready to do that already. And so when you hear a compliment from Pedro or any other manager across baseball, like Pedro said last week, hey, we could, we some of these guys could go out and play today kind of thing. Yeah, it might be a little bit like, uh, you know, painting a nice picture, but also that's kind of what the expectation is, is maybe for them to show up in really good shape for them to show up ready to go. I mean, you know, obviously we're not going to see starting pitchers in the first few Cactus League games. I have no idea if we're going to see the, the major league everyday guys, you know, populate that lineup on a regular basis as soon as this weekend. But it does seem like these guys are a lot more ready to go than you might think. And, and that's not me talking up the White Sox so much as it is just talking up, baseball players in general um you know uh, you talk about uh, a white Sox team that over the years maybe has had more bad aprils than than good ones you know that probably has a lot of team there's probably a lot of fan bases that feel that way too particularly teams who haven't won that much regardless of what month it is right <laughs>
0: yeah uh herb and i talked a little bit before you joined about your article the zero point zero percent projections um We talked that, you know, hey, if they are possibly hanging this up on the wall and they're 10 games above 500 in May, maybe we see some celebration. Maybe we see some puffy chestness. We brought up the idea that maybe uh, Andrew Vaughn mimics Josh Naylor's swag. Uh, Wouldn't that be something? Uh, I I don't know if you're getting that sense or if it's just, you know, again, too early to tell. But uh, let's go into something that happened today in the MLB world that I want to get your thoughts on because Herb has said before that Ahmed Rosario was better than Tim Anderson. It was that year. Okay. All right. Um, Ahmed Rosario signs today with the Tampa Bay Rays for one year, $1.5 million. Mm -hmm. Herb, when you hear that number and you hear that Paul DeYoung signed for $1.75 million, Mm -hmm. did the White Sox get their guy? Did the White Sox miss out on possibly a better player like Ahmed Rosario? Did they have something specific in Paul DeYoung with the defense to have him play? Because you would
3: probably contend that Rosario is a better player and just got paid less. I would definitely contend that he's a better player, but then that would be the White Sox waiting until this period of time to sign that player, which would have been unacceptable and would have had a lot of rumors of maybe Tim coming back, which I think the clean break of Tim and the White Sox is a good thing for all parties involved. So, yeah, I'm you know not jazzed about Paul DeYoung being the everyday shortstop for the White Sox, but then when you look at the number that Rosario signs for you, like uh, it's about the same number, but... I don't think I think we would have been bitching and moaning about the White Sox coming to camp with Nicky Lopez and I don't know who's going to be the play at second. It's a much better situation they have now with the young and um, Nicky Lopez up the middle. Yeah, I think Rosario's that that two a.m. thing where I, that that scenario I usually bring up where he's like, it's spring training, camp has already started, no one signed me yet. The Rays got a nice offer for me. Might as well just rebuild my free agency uh, market with one year at the Rays. And if we know anything about the Rays, they'll definitely get your market right. And then you can go somewhere else because they ain't going to pay you.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, I think I've brought this up in the past. You know, just because fans want somebody on a team doesn't mean that the team wants somebody on the team. Right. Just because, uh, you know, there's a guy out there who is good doesn't mean he's the exact fit that that that. 30 teams are looking for it's not necessarily this objective let's put this uh we are we are trying to sign this data set and that's what we want obviously as we've heard all spring long so far the white Sox were very very intent you know to use a uh to use a uh, chris gets word i think intentional um uh with the way with the guys that they signed they wanted to bring in guys that fit a certain profile that had a certain kind of experience that had a certain kind of personality um, and that played the game a certain kind of way. I'm not trying to say anything negative about Rosario, but I'm trying to say that the White Sox saw the positives in all the guys that they brought in and brought them in for a reason. Um, now also they signed Paul, the young a long time ago uh, and perhaps, rosario should maybe he was on their board but maybe he cost a lot more at that time and they didn't want to go down that road uh it just took the market playing out the way it did to make him uh sign for that dollar amount but at the end of the day i think the white Sox are very happy with the players that they got for the reasons that they have more so than the reasons that you guys or anybody else watching might have outside of the uh, outside of the organization
3: and seeing what Rosario signed for, I guarantee Tim will have to look at that number and say, that's where I'm at. Well, I mean, people who have been looking at
0: Justin Fields and who he's following on Instagram noticed that he unfollowed the Bears. Still is following the White Sox, so shout out. Uh, hey, maybe he can play second base. Um, maybe he can play shortstop. Anyways, uh, Tim Anderson kind of cleared the Instagram feed, has the thank you Southside post up, has one other post up, but posted, he's on getting on a jet. Packing some bags. All right, here we go. Where's T.A. going? Hey, uh, we did see former White Sox Liam Hendricks sign with the Boston Red Sox. I thought this was kind of a surprising uh, ending spot for him. I thought it would have been maybe more of a clear contender. Boston, they might be good next year, but I don't know about that. Uh, there's also been talks of them trading Kenley Jansen and you know possibly moving on from Kenley. Uh, I didn't think they'd be in the reliever market. Uh, are
3: you surprised that Liam ended up going there? Was any surprise from the contract that he ended up getting? it was very reasonable contract, like what, 2 million this year where he more than likely won't pitch. And then what, 6 million next year and an option for 2026. It's a good deal. It was kind of the deals that we were discussing. I know that the White Sox had the option to sign them for like 14, 15 million for this year. Um, and we were all for it because of the person and the player that Liam Hendricks is for. So Boston got a Absolute steal having Liam Hendricks in that clubhouse for a full year of not playing for the most part and then him going back out there, you know, in 25, he's going to go out there and be Liam Hendricks again because I have no doubt that the man is just a, a above and beyond best player and he, uh, he achieves at a higher level than most. So for getting him for a six million dollar deal in 2025. It was a smart deal by Boston and the option to have him in 2026 because that is a person you want in your club outside. I wish the White Sox would have kept them, but I understand 14, 15 million for a guy that wasn't going to pitch is a little too much to ask for. But I think if you're going to make an exception, that would be the player. So Boston got to steal there.
2: I don't know if we're planning on launching a BSTN, but uh, if, if we are, I'd gladly do some some freelance work. They got Liam and Lucas in that clubhouse. Come on, you guy. guys, guys, uh, we're, we're missing. We're missing those interviews here this spring for sure. Well,
0: hey, uh, Chris Cotillo uh, from uh, what is it? MassLive.com said uh, posted uh, asking Boston Red Sox teammates, uh, what would you say that Liam Hendricks brings to a group? Quote, a lot of annoying sayings like what? quote, I'm not here to fuck spiders, <laughs> meaning it's an Australian colloquialism that it's like, are you here to play baseball? Well, I'm not here to have sex with spiders. So, um,
2: <laughs> well, See what, I mean? Weird. See what yeah. I mean? I'll gladly do. I'll gladly yeah. cover some Red Sox games if that's what we're going to be getting.
0: Sounds good. Not, hey, he's very creative. And uh, the deal is $2 million in 2024, no incentives in 2024, $6 million salary in 2025. There's incentives of $10 million in 2025. And then there's a mutual option for $12 million or a buyout of $2 million for 2026. Uh, Miguel in the chat saying, hey, Sean, who convinced you to do a show about a team you dislike so much? I just dislike certain players. I'm so excited for Brian Shaw. I'm so excited for Michael Kopech. I mean, there's a lot Luis of things Robert. that I'm excited for in the next three days. Of course, Luis Robert. But I mean, hey. I'm more excited to see regular season Louis uh, Luis Robert than spring training Luis Robert. How much can we actually pull away from him? And
3: there's no one who's a bigger fan than Brian Bannister than this man right here.
0: Yeah, right. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm excited about for the 2024 White Sox, but also what we know about the White Sox, I'm not looking at it in just, you know, today on February 20th, this was a team that in 2024 should have been contending and they're not, this is just not what we were promised. Not what we thought this team would be. And there's a lot of frustration. And I mean, I'm just trying to vent that. So maybe Uh, anyways, uh, any final thoughts from camp or would you like to wrap it up here? I think we've gotten through all of our topics.
2: Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys talked about Andrew Benintendi. I know he was the, uh, the, top, uh, the top of the show today. Uh, just a follow-up, though, he, he, he obviously told us that he, he got bigger and got stronger. And I checked with Pedro Grafola afterwards. They said, does Benintendi look bigger? And he said, yes, he looks bigger. So apparently, uh, <laughs> apparently those who know him the best uh, are also seeing uh, uh, some, some strength added this winter.
0: Have you seen the pop in uh, batting practice? Is it just Colson Montgomery and Brian Ramos? Has Benny, uh, you know, blasted some bombs yet?
2: I, I didn't see many Benintendi swings. I think I saw him take a walk against Alex Spees. Look at uh, my man. But, uh, but uh, he was going up. I think I think he might have hit a, a, a fly ball against Jonathan Cannon. Which I'm, again, I'm not trying to say like, oh boy, everybody reading to this. Andrew Benintendi hit what probably would have been a fly out to left field, but uh, it <laughs> went it went decently far, I guess.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Decently far. Uh, yeah, and taking a walk off of Alex Spees, who had a walk rate of uh, or is it walk rate? I can at least find his uh, walk per nine. Uh, Alex B's walk per nine, 22.5. <laughs> it's, major league. last year. Yeah. It's too bad so I think, uh, I think Benny's can show that he can walk against Alex B's. That's good. Um, I think my biggest takeaway is that Alex Spees kind of got lit up today. Yohan Mankata doubling to the left field and giving an Andrew Venatendi walk. It's just warming up. We're not, we're not there yet. It's not full to go. Uh, anyways, we'll have more tomorrow at 5 PM. We'll return to that 5 PM slot for Wednesday, Thursday and Friday so make sure you join us we have over 50 people watching so make sure you hit the thumbs up button make sure you subscribe to the channel make sure you're supporting Vinny's writing over at allchgo.com again he's got a piece today about those pesky projections and uh, all the mean things that they're saying about the White Sox and how the Sox plan to prove that wrong uh, there's also some uh, diehard pieces as well if you want to become a diehard uh, head over to allchgo.com there's White Sox Weekly that was posted uh, just yesterday so if you are looking to check out that extra content for diehards join into our chat get a free t-shirt uh, uh, go head over to allchgo.com and become a diehard. Uh, I also shared with our diehards in order from one to 70, uh, my excitement for each and every single player. Uh, do you guys want to guess who's number one?
2: Andrew Benatendi.
0: No, Louie gave his ranking. On. Robert Jr. No, not Luis. fair. I told you that he's 16. Holston Montgomery. No, oh, I mean, come on. It's, it's Dylan Cease. I mean, this if he goes out and shows that slider in one start over three innings, Baltimore's not going to be a little bit more enticed. Like, oh, Brian Bannister's fixed him. Hey, here we go. Let's let's back up the Brinks trucks of prospects and go get uh, Dylan Cease. I don't know. This guy is all the things to prove in the world. I, I mean, he's been speaking of so highly of this
3: year. It seems like a big year for Cease. So let's go see what it can do. I think Baltimore's activity will depend on the Yankees and Snell. That comes together. Baltimore will make the move.
0: Interesting. We'll see what happens. That's Vinnie Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. Go follow him at Vinnie Duber. Uh, maybe even ask him where to send hair products uh, so that he can, uh, you know, re, re- uh, But go follow him at Vinnie Duber. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at EctorWall23 is our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. Thank you to Sarah for producing the show. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. You're welcome. Know- Hit that subscribe button and we will see you tomorrow at 5 p.m.
3: Goodbye.